How's it going, citizens of the Reject Nation? John here to introduce you. It's 11 episodes in. We don't need to be so official. Hi, guys. Uh, Greg and I are going to talk about Andor Season 1, Episode 11, Daughter of Ferrix. It is the penultimate episode. It's that time again. The, the second to last episode comes out, and we all put on our big spectacles and go, it's the penultimate episode, because it's such a great word. But anyhow, uh, man, this has been fascinating and exhilarating and very rousing series and i hope you guys have been enjoying it as much as we have if you want to see us enjoy it in real time you can come on over to uh the youtube channel youtube.com slash the real rejects that's where all the andor highlights reels can be found along with the video version of the review you're about to hear we also got full length reaction watch alongs on our patreon page patreon.com slash the real rejects you sync up with your own copy but you get all that stuff that doesn't make the full uh the 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 the, the reaction video you know what i mean and uh yeah if you want to rock a little real reject swag show your support that way come on over check out our shop zero edition.com store you're probably tired of hearing me speak but one more thing thank you to the good folks at expressvpn for sponsoring this video more about them in a little bit but for right now andor daughter of ferrix here we go it's the same kind of visual he would look at Left with Marva. Always comes back to her. <laughs> really, just how much Tony Gilroy hates Star Wars just really leaks through every time. So slow. All right. Okay, let's talk about it because there's a lot to talk about. All right, but before we talk about the Sandor stuff, we got to thank today's video sponsor, Express VPN. Uh, really grateful to them for not only sponsoring this channel once again, but for keeping all of our online business safe and secure with their encrypted services and IP address masking. Now, I want to get this out of the way. Yes, many of us know what it's like to use a Google incognito window thinking it's safe and not traceable, but you'd be wrong. I was scared to learn this. I first heard it on a Mr. Sunday <laughs> Movies ad, and then we looked it up, and yeah, we should mention it too. Yeah. Going incognito on Google Chrome is good and all until you realize that Google makes fortunes by its users online activity and you can bet a little incognito window isn't going to get in the way of that and they've literally and by they we mean Google have Google. said as much claiming that incognito does not mean invisible whilst facing a five billion dollar class action lawsuit here in California for secretly collecting user data so yeah guys we use a VPN because we've had some scary situations happen to us. There was one I've never been public about, but it was a nightmare to deal with behind the scenes. And fortunately we were able to solve it, but yeah, implementing a VPN has been a necessity and definitely highly encourage that everyone uses it. Now that you got other options for VPNs you could use, ExpressVPN is the one the real rejects here have chosen and have stuck with since day one. And of course, you know, one of the best parts about it, you know, other than protecting your IP address, your personal, your personal info, info, and your other sensitive online activity, it would be when you're trying to watch Netflix <laughs> in other countries and you see the shows they get access to and you connect it to like, oh, I connected my VPN to Japan. What? That's what they get in Japan? Yeah, they get all the good stuff in Japan. They get all the best stuff they in Japan. They get friends in Japan, yeah. maybe. 
Do they? I, so. I don't know. A I lot of other them. people who aren't America get friends, and that's the important part. That's the important you part. Can change, you can pick anywhere in the world you want to be and see what that library looks like it's and amazing. if it has friends. It's amazing, man. Every time you connect, you'll get a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers, making you harder to identify and your data more difficult to harvest. It's super easy to use to the point that one tap literally <laughs> protect your phone, Boop. laptop, smart oh, TV, all your, your devices. Wow, they really want you to know like how, it how your easy it is internet. to use. Yeah, no, ExpressVPN, you got to fix your talking what voice. What is your it's so easy. It's so much easier yes. than that. You just, just select a country and you press a button. There, and Then Boom. you hit go. It's like when you hit go on any machine. Yep. <laughs> just go. It's, yep. it's going. Now, <laughs> now you're safe. Right. You're in safe There you mode. go. Now you're in that country. What is this? Uh, too Who much, needs to travel too many, for real Too many words express When VPN. you can turn on the VPN. So if you really, truly want to go incognito and protect your privacy, secure yourself with a number one rated VPN. Visit expressvpn.com slash rejects and get three extra months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash rejects. I wanted us to spell it out for you yeah. in case you couldn't read it. That's go, e is in Edward. <laughs> go to expressvpn.com slash rejects to learn more. Uh, we can make fun of them. We've been using yeah. them already before they paid us to talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And you right. could bet the someone like Luthen Rail knows the value of a good uh, yeah. VPN. The death of... That was really sad, man. Yes. That was a very somber episode. That was very, really sad. It's, everyone's broken. It's the dark night of the soul. Uh, before we get to the finale is what it felt like to me. Next week's the finale. Yeah. Yeah. Normally it's like an all is lost. It's an all is lost moment in Death of Marva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just them being entirely ostensibly alone, the two of them for now. I mean, even with Bix, she's like so broken. They've done a number on her, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that was to the point where I was like, is she ever going to like, is her... Is her brain going to be scrambled just from here on out? Like, is she going to yeah. have to, like, have someone take care of her for the rest of her life due to this? She's like that horror movie character you visit in an insane asylum when you're looking for answers. <laughs> and like, she hasn't been able to talk clearly in years. You won't get anything out of her. And she just, like, grips your just hand. Just as you're about to leave. Uh, <laughs> wait. You wide-eyed. The rebellion. The, the empire is real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember this code. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, yeah, she's really morphed. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny how, like, one, you only see her for, like, one brief sequence, but it's among every, like, everything, no matter how brief it is, always seems to come with, like, a lasting punch and impact. Like, no matter how, s I like it, it's, it's, it's interesting to see a show where, yeah, it's like you have a lot of characters, and a character that could feel small just showing up for one moment in an episode rarely ever gets lost in the shuffle. Like, they're really good at making everyone's, time important true whether that be through yeah you know direct advancement of the plot or just heartbreaking circumstance well what's her name clea yes the the sona sona yeah yeah clea. i'm yeah. waiting for clea to because i like the presence of clea i'm still waiting to latch onto her more as a character though she's kind of just there to whip some things into shape she i think she rides the line well because she is the sort of like executive assistant who you can tell probably does a lot of badass and difficult shit behind the scenes but mostly we just see her be very direct and this episode in particular i was like okay this is like the 
most we've sort of seen you in action, and I want to know more about you now. Yeah, yeah. But to me, I, I think like Vel and, and um, Genevieve O'Reilly, mm-hmm. Mon Mothma, it's cool. This is the first time I felt like they were really cousins. Yeah. There was a real history with them, and I, I, I think just the slowly broken soul of Mon Mothma and the sacrifice that she really had to make because – you know, it's uh, sometimes in this act of rebellion, it's more like, yeah, you got political figures with money who are secretly helping out. Um, and then here with Mon Mothma, you, you really see that she wasn't just secretly helping out, that she was truly instrumental, but she also had to make some of the toughest choices of her personal life yeah. and sacrificed so much. And how much sacrifice can she keep enduring until enough is enough like how far can she go is she willing to give up her family in like the most literal ways it's really painful to see what she goes through and, and like i i feel like even when like last episode you know like it, it, like the highlights were the monologues of like andy circus and stellan skarsgård uh but mom mothma had, did have a really powerful scene she's been so consistent and then uh her scene here with val when they're sitting on the couch together you know braiding each other's hair and shit. uh <laughs> yeah painting nails having a pillow talking fight, about guys because they phone. can't pass the bechdel test <laughs> that's right man <laughs> do you think luthan is cute i think luthan is cute no you don't shut up. i want luthan no you but when they are uh when, when they are talking with each other just it just keeps getting worse and worse for her and i and my notion of what her how pivotal she would be would be more that hopeful spirit mm. of the of the rebel excuse me the rebel rising are you yawning in the middle of my rebellion yeah i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't turn into that at all uh it's it is crazy just how relatable of a figure they have made her and not just one of the nice people from Coruscant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because she suffers, this makes it clear how much she suffers in silence. And, like, she's already got Perrin, who's a real winner. But, you know, even with her daughter, it seems like, you know, her family can't really know her. and She can't really be, like, emotionally close to the people who do know her because of what they have to work on. So it seems like a very, it really clues you into how harsh her position is. And I did love getting a moment between Vel and Clea and and that whole you know like Val I like the way they draw the fact that yeah you have their familial tie but you also have both of their ties to the rebellion and how different those things are mm-hmm. and how in one doing their job that can step on the other's toes or make the other's life that much more difficult and it it's just like a really fascinating nuance that they don't really even necessarily have to speak all the time but yeah especially here it felt like they were even in the emotional beats, like, actually, yeah, it's funny you should say that, because, yeah, they do feel, like, actually related. I can see the sisterly kind of rapport between them. And it's funny, because this is an episode that has so much humanity, despite all the, you know, vicious circumstance. And I love that they chose to make B, like, the most vulnerably emotional character, even going so far as to start, like, inside of his vision inside of his eye just inside of like his perspective when so much of the rest of the episode is shot in ways that are very illustrative of isolation you know when Val and Clear are talking they're both talking to negative space essentially uh and 
all these like when Marva's being carted out, it's all in these wides. Like there's so much uh, of the sterility and of the distance created. And I thought it was an interesting way to to pull everything together. <laughs> yeah, well, I think would be too. He's you know, a lot of times with droids. They they one thing I've always liked about Star Wars when it came to the artificial intelligence, if you will, mm. is that they f- they've never sometimes they do all those bits of like shut the Ripio off, just turn him off. He's being annoying, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but more often than not, they treat droids like they they actually have souls. Yeah. And that they're they are a living being. And I love that this show really leans into that with B two. And the same people who create K two S O. <laughs> you know, like the Tony Gilroy. And so it would be too the he is like a child, lonely pet, and uh I just feel so much compassion for him of his joy learning humanity and it makes me worried for him. I, I wonder what life B two ultimately has because he's not in Rogue One. So what journey does he go on? Does make he mate with other droids and <laughs> have baby droids? There are two possible outcomes. Either he he does a daring sacrifice at the last minute that allows the rebels to get away one one more time, or there will be one of those like Cassian at the end, like "Go on, boy, get out of here." Yeah, go on. I, I I don't need you anymore. Go. It's for your own good. You know, where would he go? He's I don't he's know. Droid who's created who's like, <laughs> and apparently there's, there's no only one charger nature. in the city, and it's <laughs> just in Marva's house. <laughs> uh, yeah. There are some things that I wish we would get a little bit more fleshing out on, like Andor and Melshi. That moment would hit a little bit harder for me, other than the poignant themes of Rise of Rebellion and such. Like, I don't even really know who this guy is. Like, I I wish we had gotten a little bit more time to see, live with their survival, because I was enjoying the survival tone. Of, of just being like something that was like borderline, you know, like those survival movies in nature of like the edge or revenant or some shit. Cause you know, like they're, <laughs> they're barefoot in barren, cold, harsh wastelands. And yeah. it's, it, it, it's so, it's so isolated and, and, and such a vulnerable situation to be in, in the most physical way. And to me, I'm like, I wish we got to see what some friendship bond with them so we could hear like that way you feel a little bit more of a emotional impact when they are like we have to tell everyone or feel like what they've overcome together to get there that part i feel was a little bit glossed over like it was good what we got i did feel we needed more of what of that though well, yeah, you could fill a like a webisode or a, or I, for my money, you could fill a whole episode yeah. of them two having to stick it out and then finally get off world and and then they you know go back to the beach and find his case and all that stuff. There's a lot of emphasis on um, Lita, 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 the daughter of Mama. Yeah, Lita. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of emphasis on her, and I I guess kind of feel like whenever we see her, she's in a mood. And, uh, and or she just happened to be in a good mood today. Veda Chandra Leon girl. Yes, uh, I, I want to. I want to. I want more. As I know we're near the end, I'm like, there's emphasis put here, and you're kind of just like moody kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then this episode with them being like, you know, oh, she she's really into you know this uh, you know this this spirit you know the the 
Is it that they're studying the customs of like the arranged marriage and stuff like that? Is that what she's studying at the table there with her friends? Dude, I don't whatever know. Whatever they're getting into. Chandrillian. Chandrillian customs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the, the old matter. ways. They barely talk about they, they just barely focus a spotlight on them in that's, ways that feel nuanced. That's, yeah. That is the one way in which the sh- it does feel like the show is like, oh, yeah, we're not really that concerned with her. And, and, and I think it could say something and add more to both Mon Mothma's character, but also Leda's character. If we did maybe drip into her perspective for a second and see what she likes about these customs sure. that Mon Mothma isn't necessarily trying to thrust upon her or whatever. Yeah, because that's all part of the conversation as well. And especially because it seems like Leda skews more towards Perrin is probably... Like, I doubt that Mon Mothma could full-on just reliably say, I could trust Lita if she were to find out all the extent of what I've been doing here. So, like, it, yeah, I feel like you could explore an interesting realm of indoctrination through that, which, yeah, is pretty glossed over here. And, and in glossing over it, it does feel like, <laughs> moody teenagers are still over there, just not connected with me, <laughs> you know? And I think this is one I'd probably get the most pushback on. Whenever you say something you got an issue with, there's always someone who comes in to tell you why. Actually, and I'm open to it. You know, I respect that. You know, tell me the 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 more positive perspective of this. You know, um, you hope Cyril wins. Uh, yeah, Cyril needs to win. Think be like, here's my certificate of approval, Mama. <laughs> I got a job in the actual empire. No more private security for me. You're open. I'm marrying Deidre. <laughs> my wife now. now. She tells me what to do and gets my cereal. Um, she emasculates me on the daily. Not I love how Deidre's morphed into, oh, you're that one who appears in the monitors looking evil now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah was, who needs it done and done now. <laughs> um, the Krieger, I... I, I wish we see him uh, instead of just hearing about him because I get the choice because no one's really spending time with him, so it could just feel kind of random to just cut to him. Like, not even Luthen knows him. Uh, like, Luthen knows him, but Krieger doesn't know that Luthen is Luthen. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, like, I, I can see the, the reasoning to not cut to him but there's so much talk about him and there's so much of a debate about what to do with the Krieger situation. Should they just sacrifice him or should they help him? But by helping him, that takes care of the ISB officer. They, you know, like there's, there's the dangers him. So I, I love the debate and I love the scene with Saw Gerrera because, you know, Saw is like the ultimate case of a paranoid junkie. Sure. <laughs> and, and I, so I love Saw's scene and, like I think that's all great and it's wonderful debate. Like it does not eliminate at all um, how how wonderfully fleshed out these these uh, scenes of dialogue are, and to be, it's it's more like. I I guess it makes the debate. What I like about it is, it be, it it makes the debate strictly about the morality choice and the and the and the, and the choice of sacrifice, even if you don't know who they are, which is much like war. Yeah. Where you're like, we got to go save this these people or these people are in danger, but they don't know them. People yeah. I know or my allies are about to be sacrificed to one degree or another. Yeah. yeah. So, like, ending on that note of, I call it war. Call it war. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the perfect person to go <laughs> to battle. <laughs> Let me catch my breath <laughs> before we rise. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, yeah. w- I wonder if we would, but, see but I, I, but I'm saying I, I would, uh, I would, uh, 
find it just more I guess it makes sense to not show him because it just puts you in the position they're in where you're kind of choosing as an audience member. Whereas if you're hanging out with Krieger, you might just be like, well, go save him. He's Krieger. (laughs) Can't lose Krieger. (laughs) Yeah, we like Krieger. But removing that for for the audience makes us just think about the debate itself. Mm. That's why I see the strength in it. Um, And and I I just kind of want the emotional conflict more. And I would be more conflicted if I knew Krieger just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And it it makes me wonder if we will see that happen in some way next episode. Because or he gets his own Disney Plus series <laughs> after <Krieger>. he dies. <laughs> That'll be the new trend of how to do good Star Wars series is get characters we know are going to die at the end or, or yeah. will die. We've seen them die already. Or something, and then yeah, we could tell a story and, and leave nothing on the fl- on, on well, you the know. credits. Don't even say who plays that. They had his face, and it's not the guy from Borat. <laughs> it's not Ken Davidian. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I I wonder if we will see it in some way. I mean, again, d- judging by how certain things were handled, especially in this episode, but have been handled throughout. I wonder if whatever glimpse we do get will still be removed somehow sure yeah but, but i could definitely. i could also imagine doing some kind of thing where you have the echoes of this debate or something that isn't that battle maybe intercutting with that operation going sour or something like that because right it just seems like f- because they established that this thing's like happening tomorrow and we can move immediately uh you know, and we've had this as a thread, and like they've talked enough. Of, it would also just help to see Krieger, so that you know it's it's among many names and places thrown on, it's thrown out there that are in conversation that aren't always on screen. So it would just make yeah. it easier to keep track of anyway. But but uh, but also, yeah, I feel like they've done enough building on this, the same way they kind of did with Aldani, where it's like they they laced that in and built it up, and I, I feel like it it would factor in. But if it doesn't, uh, I, I think. I, I, I agree with you in the context of this episode. I'll be more maybe vexed about it if we just never see it before the season's done. But we'll be see. Interesting. Yeah. Cyril rising. He had the funniest <laughs> scene of the whole Cyril episode. Rising. There was... Uh, Loved it. What we got? We got two tubes credited here. I read that wrong the first time. I, don't, I know who that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like two tubes. We two got tubes pit cool. one and pit two. Yeah. Woo. Zon Warner and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lieutenant Keysax, my dude. <laughs> Keysax, <laughs> and I feel like there's uh, I mean, oh, oh yeah, Luthen, dude, Luthen's fight scene. Yeah, that was a great fight. fight. Yeah, that was a great, great fight. fight. He pulled some shit out of his ass. <laughs> he did. He Damn, turned man. on his VPN. Fucking then... John Wick, the Empire, if he wanted to. Dude, he, he seems like he really could. <laughs> it's like, he just took out, like, five TIE fighters. Hey, what just happened here? <laughs> In a ship that's probably not designed to take down five TIE fighters. Because they underestimated him. That's true. He took them all out. Yeah. I mean, it was like one of those spy cars where you're like, look at this piece of shit, and you find it's equipped with all, like, like, all kinds spike of... Spike strips, <laughs> grenades, <laughs> yeah. toothpaste launcher, whatever you need, oil slick. Yeah, this is so cool. Um, and... He just whooped their asses. Yeah. That was like so fast. Yeah, and that dude just stand Not there only and watched. Did he get out of uh what are those called? The the magnet puller thingies. What oh, the called? tractor beams. Tractor beams, yes, yeah, yeah. Tractor beam. Um 
<laughs> Release the tractor beam. Uh, One million billion <laughs> credits. He he really <laughs> he gets out of not only does he break out of the tractor beam, he also whoops a bunch of Tie Fighter asses. And I'm yeah. just like, God damn, how did this guy not make it to Rogue One? I know. Well, he's gonna. I bet he's gonna die terribly. I I feel like he has to make it through this season too. But he's he's gonna. They're gonna make an example of him. I'm sure. From cardiac arrest. You the, think? Yes, he's going to die completely <laughs> unrelated. He's just going to slip and fall down a big flight of stairs, <laughs> break his neck. They're going to be like, shit. That's a lot of stress that guy has. There's so many plans he didn't tell us about. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. I just love how things ramp up the colder he gets. Like, the further they get in, in this fight, the colder he has to become. And And, like, the more his struggle to maintain his morality is like a logical endeavor <laughs> yeah you know the whole thing about it like i love partly that scene between him and saw because it is like i'm giving you the choice you clearly seem to have like less dirt on your metaphorical hands <laughs> right right like also i'm leveraging you also i'm trying to make you see what i see but also also i, I think i need this like clash of vitalities just to make sure that I'm still here as a moral being because of how much I have to operate in the tools and means that, you know, my enemy does. So true. Yeah. Um, good, good shit. But hey, what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Shit happens, man. Do <laughs> Sometimes your mom dies. It's just shit happens, you know? But Andor finding out that is really sad, man. And if Bix... Ne- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that Bix doesn't probably get to attend the funeral. No, I'm sure she doesn't. And I don't like part of me wonders if she will ever recover, and part of me thinks she won't, and part of me thinks that's cold but also bold. When she has makeup on, that means she's recovered. That's right. It's a sign of <laughs> when she's female wondering. character recovery. <laughs> your lips are all pale and your eyes are sunken in. <laughs> your whole soul has been destroyed. But you clean up nice. No, I respect them for putting her out of makeup. Sure. Um, it bothers me in shows when they're like... <laughs> Too afraid to put their actor. I mean, she's obviously wearing makeup. She did lip wearing for torture. Yeah. Film makeup to enhance the physical distress yes. turmoil she's in. The no makeup makeup look. <laughs> but they did it, yeah, make her like, oh, let's pretty her up despite this terrible situation she's in. Um, yeah. Because obviously she is just we can't tell if she's beautiful otherwise. <laughs> Without being like, geez, her natural I mean, looks are just so not be, doing it for me. To be fair, <laughs> it doesn't matter really if she's wearing makeup or not. Yeah, just, oh my God, like horrendous looking woman. What she really got to be worried about is the guy who sees this episode and goes, that's your best look, baby. <laughs> be wary of that guy. Yeah, no, Adria Arjona is... Uh, Gorgeous woman, she is um, and a talent to behold as well. True that. Two turntables so, and a microphone. Yeah, guys, uh, what did you think about this episode? Leave your thoughts down below. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just fucking I'm yawning. <laughs> All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's give it to a Patreon. <laughs> Mikhail, <laughs> <laughs> you have been here for. 55 months? That's over four years! <laughs> You've served in the Reject Rebellion! 
<laughs> Thank you, Mikhail, for being part of our Patreon for so long, man. Damn, I just looked at your address for the first time. I will never know how to pronounce that. Or write it on an envelope. Wow. In a way that Holy it gets to you. Crap. How does that make any sense? So for the amount of time you've been with us, um, you have never swayed once. You've always been very encouraging and kind. And uh, I think all we know is that uh, you're from Sweden and you like James Bond. <laughs> and right. I think after a few years, we ought to know a little bit more. consistent <laughs> character in this universe. They knew exactly who you were when they wrote you. Words, quirks, just <laughs> laid into that all the time. <laughs> oh, how do you relate to a James Bond character? Ha ha. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny that, you know, to see you. I don't think you've changed your profile pic once this whole time. No, I love it. Never oh. change it. Uh, but. Mikhail, you're a beautiful guy. You're, you're a gem. You know that you're a Swedish gem, and uh, you're hotter than all the Swedish girls out there. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm gonna type in Swedish <laughs> girls. Don't do that on Google. No. Why? What happens? Uh, you Is know, it, I'm, I'm you sure get, it'll be you fine. Get a virus. I'm sure it'll be appropriately appropriate. Swedish for... girls. Myths about Swedish women confirmed and busted. Mikhail. Oh my God, these women. These are, women. Oh. Oh, dude. They're like uh, Audrey Arjona without makeup. Oh, <laughs> so God. Get a feeling. Get it at. off my screen. How to impress Swedish women? The comprehensive guide <laughs> is the first article. <laughs> what? It's not like impressing any other kind of woman. Let Mikhail, me tell you. Mikhail, you have been. Uh, tell him you know Mikhail. That's how you impress Swedish. You've women. been living it up, Mikhail. <laughs> so right. congratulations on all the success. I'm very proud of you. All right, we'll talk soon, buddy.